All right. Lindsay Andrew on the show. Many of you may have accidentally stumbled upon Lindsay, met her over the years because you are the former owner of Max Effort. And mm -hmm. I mean, how many drop-ins did you guys used to get every year? Um, every year, weekly, it was 75 to 100 a week. Yeah, so whatever that ends up being. <laughs> uh, a lot. Math like is hard. Math, math is hard. <laughs> Call it 5,000. I mean, you can run a yeah. successful affiliate off of drop-ins alone at that point. Uh, not the size of uh, operation that we were running, no. I can't deny that it was a significant um, income source, but a lot of that stuff actually came from the retail side of things. So. Right, you get a drop-in fee plus a t-shirt, all of a sudden you've got oh, yeah. 50 bucks times 100 people. But yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, you I mean you're also off the strip in Vegas, so probably your real estate was a lot more expensive than somebody out in you know the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, not necessarily like the location, but how large the space was. So, like a little over 16,000 square feet. So, 16, I mean, Huge. that's the potentially the biggest box outside of maybe like a rogue fitness these days. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, it was a little bit larger, I believe. Than, it's either the same size or a little bit larger than uh, CrossFit Mayhem, their current location. Right. And you've been there a few times. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a turf field yeah. sled we had fences. a turf room yeah 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 i missed that so <laughs> you know what I, I think is it is it known your your next step in life with uh fern uh no but that's okay, okay. we don't have to that's don't a, have no to that's okay it. no it's it's totally okay because it's going to come out soon anyway like in a couple weeks so we can we can we can we can broadcast it now okay. Between Let's do the two it. of us, we have, lot, we have a lot of stuff that's, you know, <laughs> private. So I just, you know, between the two of us. But anyway, no, okay. So breaking news, you know, and the reason I was going to say it is just because we're going to have you on a lot more now that you're going to be at CrossFit Rife with Fern. Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. Lindsay's relocating. And point being, I want to save a whole discussion on what it's like to run Max Effort, you know, what it was like to yeah. work with your, you know, your ex-husband, what it's like to get so many drop-ins. <laughs> It's set, those are all interesting topics alone. So yeah. point is, you're going to be on the show a lot more, but this specific show I wanted to talk about, one, working seminars during the pandemic, because you've been mm -hmm. on, at the forefront of that. Every time I check your Instagram, you know, you're wearing the <laughs> red shirt with somebody. Secondly, you know, you worked, and, and tell me what you guys called this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the, the scholarship program. Um, essentially that's really what it's being called um where we're serving uh, the underserved populations um yeah i think that's the official title the crossfit scholarship program yeah so so that i mean that alone is also interesting but then throw on top of that the fact that our boss dave or i should say the dave castro was you know i see the picture that you reposted and he's standing there in a red shirt yeah and i was like what is happening so yeah Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, he, um, I talked to him before the seminar and he's like, yeah, I'm going to wear the red shirt. I'm going to like teach. And I was like, wait a second. Do you remember the points of performance for an air squat? Just kidding. Of course he does. Of course he does. But it was funny and it was really cool to, uh, to have him in that, that role again, actually, because I've only known him since he's been off of the road. I mean, I've known him for a long time, but I mean, he's been off the road for, for a decade. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, I read his, <laughs> I read his post and he alluded to that. And, 
and mm -hmm. and you know Dave probably better than than many people. You help him out during the games, mm -hmm. you know. So let me ask you, and I don't want this to become about Dave, but he gets a he gets a really bad reputation, and you know, let, I'm not even talking about the recent stuff. I'm just talking about as kind of the character of Dave. Can you tell yeah. people? Because I've said it myself, like what type of person he is. Yeah, um, he he has a games persona. Like that's you know, there's like always like a villain. You know, there's that guy. Um, but Dave, Dave cares so. And this is I think this is why he's so particular about everything is because he cares so much about the intricacies of, of, of everything that we do, whether it's the games or seminar staff. And um, he's, you know, one of our leaders that I know will go to bat for us at, at any moment and for the community as well. So he's actually a big softy. Like I know you wouldn't think that from the games persona, but he's actually, he's really, he's, he had a lot of fun this weekend. It was a lot of fun to work with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I just, you know, it's always nice for other people to, to say that in here and I've told stories about how he's emailed me he's, after the games and apologized for little things yeah. that I didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. And and recently, just in the support I've given him, like getting responses from him and saying how much it means to him, like you don't yeah. see that side of him. So let, let's talk firstly about working seminars right now. How many have mm -hmm. you worked, would you say, since the the shutdown, say mid-March? Yeah, so the, I worked the very last gig right before we stopped doing gigs, and that was a level two in Cookville. Um, and then I think I worked the first weekend back, and that was at the end of May. That was in Tampa. Um, and then I've worked two others since then. So I had, is that right? Yeah, Tampa. Or was I? I'm blacking out. What happened? Wait. <laughs> but you worked at uh, Miami. Miami. Oh, 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 yeah. So this might be my fourth one. So Tampa, Birmingham, Miami. Yep, this is my fourth, and then Atlanta for this scholarship program. Yeah, that's right. I saw you in um, with Chuck at Danny's house. Yep. Yeah. That absolutely. Picture. Yep. Danny Rogers, mm -hmm. who owns CrossFit Munchausen. So, mm -hmm. first of all, isn't it weird? Like you and I, we've been on seminar staff, you know, about the same amount of time, seven, eight years now. And we really went from working. I'm, I'm, I, let's be clear. I'm, I'm senior to you. Okay. Just so Are you senior to me? Yes. It's hired before you came right after me. Uh -oh. I'm just uh -oh. saying. <laughs> you are, you are. So, but is it, hasn't it been strange? Like it's, just not working as much. Okay. So obviously like, obviously the social distancing thing is super weird because we have, we're in a very personal business, but like not working and then going back the first Tampa gig back, it was so stressful because you're just like, oh my gosh, do I even remember? So honestly, I was, I was talking shit to um, a couple other seminar staff, Becky and Katie. I was like, do you guys remember the, the faults for the press series? <laughs> and then guess what happened at that first gig? I really was you, like, you oh shit. <laughs> yes, it was so, and like, it was fine, but like, you're just like like you have like you get stressed out like it's your first gig again so yeah that's that's been it was odd but it's fine it's okay now <laughs> yeah i mean i i think i worked that last weekend like you said and i haven't worked since and i think what's also interesting is the groove you get into off of it mm -hmm. it's like falling yeah. off your diet you're like okay now i just eat cheeseburgers every day like this is this is who i am and it's the same thing without traveling right you're just like you can get, i saw you i mean you have like a house out in the woods, you're doing 
you got llamas, I think. <laughs> yeah, something. You got like all you're like Noah out there. Everything you're I'm selling shit. them off because of the, the move. I, I do. I'm selling them off because of the move. But yeah, I had to check my luggage before that Tampa gig, that first one back. I literally, like, normally it's like, no, I don't even think about it. Like, here's I'm packing for the weekend done in like two seconds. I literally checked my luggage like 10 times. I was like, I'm forgetting something. I forget. What am I, what am I doing? I took way too much stuff. I was like, all over the place anyway so so talk me through you show up you know you, you go to basically the hot spot of the country in florida where it's just like disney world reopened it's crazy down there and what was different about it you worked that seminar i think with todd in santiago right uh yeah in tampa mm -hmm. isn't it weird that i know more about your life from your Instagram than you know That's, about your own I'm, I'm, a, I'm slightly disturbed, but- No, we do, um, we do the research here on Best Hour. <laughs> we do some research. So, but, but what was different? Like, what were the main takeaways that you would say were like, this is unusual? Okay, so let's just, so at the end of May, I think things are a little bit looser in Florida. They're tightening up again right now because of the, the amount of cases that are they're going up. So my experience in the first gig back versus my experience two weeks ago in Miami were drastically different. Tampa was people who were over it and don't care. We still, you know, obviously made everybody safe and socially distanced and all of that stuff. But you could tell like everyone was just like, all right, let's get on with our lives. Um, the gig in Miami though, because of everything, obviously in different parts of Florida, like Miami is kind of like the, like the zone, right? That was different. People are still over it, but there was a lot more like, I think like anxiety, you know, we had like black gloves, you know, looking like Dexter. Oh, you <laughs> were people wanted those things. I did not, Denise did a little bit. She, we offered gloves, but people just, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot more serious, I think, than, um, you know, obviously still did all the same precautions, but, um, it was weird, you know, you have to wear your mask and you're trying to teach. And I don't think you realize like how much you use people's mouth to see what they're saying and to communicate. So, you know, everything's muffled. You don't, you can't like high five and chest bump and like, maybe not chest bump, but you can't like high five and fist bump and all no, but the- you, You're similar to me. We're very hands-on. You're very tactile. Mm -hmm. You know, you, mm -hmm. you get up when you're not touching someone, you're close. You like to, you know, get in their space. So that sounded weird. If you're not touching someone, you're close. That's yeah. You're okay. just, you're, you're close. You're a close talker. You're a close talker. <laughs> um, what did, was there a moment when you were there that you realized, Oh shit, I can't do that. Oh, all the time. You're like, you go in for like either a tactile cue or you go in for like a high five or a handshake is usually the very first start of the day one. Like when you're doing registration and you're welcoming people, it's so weird. I'm, I'm so accustomed to, breaking the ice in that way and doing a handshake for everybody. And then you're not even, it's weird. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel, our, it's our awkward. Mutual, it, yeah. I, personally, I've never been a fan of handshakes. I'm glad they're gone. We, but what, how was our mutual friend, Todd? Todd is like me. We're very OCD. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, we wash our hands because we've, you know, especially day two when everyone's leaving, was he, was he even more OCD? So it's funny because like, you know, we've had conversations and we make fun of Todd because he won't touch airport or uh, not airport, but a uh, hotel remotes. 
he won't tell he'll like use a sleeve or anything like that he was not worse he was not worse so i was happy about that i was like you're not as freaked out as i thought you were gonna be but yeah he was normal just his normal weird self i'm just kidding <laughs> exactly exactly um so all right so you're getting into the swing of working again things are obviously mm -hmm. a little different yeah. at what point so i want to have two kind of learning points for you one when did you realize you're working the scholarship seminar and two when did you realize it was going to be with dave castro yeah so i actually as soon as that well i had been talking to chuck about it chuck carswell um he was like hey we're gonna be doing this thing and um this is what's happening and i told him immediately that i wanted to be involved with that um, just a little bit of my background i had some juvenile delinquent days i know you and now, can you, imagine now, you that. Have, now you have adult <laughs> adult delinquent days <laughs> uh with far less consequences now that i'm a doll so i just um it's not as intense but um i wanted to be a part of that and then um i actually emailed uh joe alexander alexander i was already on a, a gig that weekend and um they said that no at first but then they switched me so um yeah and then Dave, I, I think Chuck mentioned that Dave was going to be there. So, I, of course, I sent him a message. I was like, what is this I hear? You're going to be <laughs> in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, that's how that went down. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to get on it or not because I was already staffed uh, for level two that weekend. But they, they switched and made it happen. So thanks and, to and <laughs> I saw Dave in that red shirt. He looked pretty solid. He looked like he's staying pretty fit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yoked. He's like, I have to stand with my hands behind my back more often. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's what, at first I was like, that looks like Dave, but it's not. Yeah. And then I realized, because I was seeing it on your Instagram, I was like, wait, no, Lindsay shared that. That yeah. was Dave's. So yeah. you find out Dave's going to be there. You're working with Chuck. And I believe the fourth person there was Larry Thomas, who I, I've never, I've never worked with Larry. I did his um, mm -hmm. level two, but quite a, oh, cool. quite a cool team. Now, Dave shows up. Who's the flow master? Chuck is the flow master. So Chuck, it was Chuck teaching and leading the meeting no different than he would if it was me in Dave's role or was he being no different because Dave is there? Exactly the same. Did he yeah, quiz Chuck him on was... the, um, did he quiz him on the progression? <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> he wasn't like, hey, what's the push press progression? No, he didn't do that. But, uh, but yeah, everything else was, was normal. Um, did Dave know? do a lecture? He did not. He uh, he ran uh, the so we had a small group. Um, so on day two, what we were doing is if you did the movement lecture, you were gonna do the breakout essentially. And so we had one big group, and then because there was four of us, and then seven of them, right? That's that could be overwhelming. So they were just on the on the outskirts while a, a red shirt was leading in the center. So um, Dave wanted to take the deadlift group, so he took the deadlift group. I like I did the lecture. I was gonna do the group, but he took that one. So. He ran the entire series, so it was cool to watch him get in the zone. I think he teaches classes at the ranch and the affiliate there too. So. It looks like it sometimes from a from his Instagram. Um, I, I wonder if the kids, because it was mostly youth, right? So the scholarship program is intended for. How would you describe it? I don't. I don't know what would what would you say about the kids? Yeah. So um, it's. It's for, um, yeah, youth, essentially, um, or underserved populations. Underserved, for, right, underserved, yeah, that's the mm -hmm. one, yeah. For, for an opportunity to get to experience uh, the level one, like how we experienced it the first time, it's to really um, 
give them some guidance for leadership, uh, create the team environment that we know um, exists in the community of, of CrossFit. Is that your dog? What's that sound? Yeah. Oh, you can hear the snoring? Yes. Can you hear that? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, is yeah. that sound? You could see him. He's sleeping right there on my lap. Oh my God, I can hear the snoring. <laughs> what is this? Is that your stomach? What's going on? <laughs> um, I am hungry. Anyway, sorry, squirrel. Uh, <laughs> so, um, they, yeah, they so where was I at? Even, what was I saying? Well, no, no just like they were underserved kids and it's creating a great environment for them, but they might not have realized, hey, I'm, I've right. got oh, yeah. Astro yes. Only one. So one of them, are you there? My internet's a little funky right now. It's all right. You got me? Okay. I got you. Okay. So um, all but one uh, did not know who Dave was. And so the the one, uh, the rest of them had maybe done like, you know, we had one kid that never has done done a CrossFit workout before. Uh, The rest of them had done like three workouts through four something like that and then one uh he had been i think he's been doing it for about a year so he knew he knows who dave is and so when he saw dave there he was you know excited so he was like oh man dave yeah so that was pretty cool but the rest had they don't know they don't know who dave is (laughs) yeah no no different than if anyone showed up and i saw Mm -hmm. again on your instagram you were doing the what is crossfit i texted you i was like hey what's that like yeah because you know there's always this joke amongst us over the years that like there have been seminars. I remember seminars that I worked where Nicole would show up or Dave would, or, you know, obviously when coach Glassman would pop in and it's like nerve wracking because here are the leaders, our bosses, but you said it wasn't too bad lecturing in front of Dave. No, I didn't find it. So I, you know, part of it was, um, you know, trying to make, the content even more relatable to you because we don't really we don't teach seminars to to that age demographic right so really trying to change it to keep it simple um not change the content but just use different delivery than what we typically do at a level one level two um i think that i was so focused on that that it didn't really i wasn't thinking about oh crap dave gaster staring at me right now and um yeah, no, it was, we were just had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was weird. You asked me that and I was like, actually, no, I really wasn't. I think I was nervous in the trainer meeting, like leading up to it. But then once, you know, it was like three, two, one, you know, go. I didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. yeah and you have a great relationship with David. It probably helps that he was more nervous than you were. Cause you, you know, like you said, it'd been 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He didn't seem like he was nervous at all. I don't know if he was, I mean, I've, Maybe it was, I don't know. <laughs> so maybe another spoiler, another breaking news. Was Dave wearing different shoes at the seminar? What do you mean different shoes? Like, well, I saw a post go up that he, oh. I don't even remember the brand to be honest. It was a brand I hadn't heard of. I don't know what it is either. No, I don't think that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> well, he posted it on his Instagram, I think, but basically. Um, that's that. That's beyond my scope. I whatever. I don't even know what shoe that was. Yeah, I didn't know the shoe, but the impression I got was that this company is gonna, you know, we get a lot of gear from Reebok right now, for level one staff. A lot. You know, I get a couple of t-shirts and a pair of shorts. I haven't. I haven't even taken the nanos out of the box yet. But uh, yeah, so that was that was my impression. What was going on with Chuck Carswell beating a kid in football? 
Oh my gosh. So this is so funny. So one of the kids, um, there's a, a group of them that actually play football and that's like their chosen sport. And, um, uh, you know, we talked, you know, in the opening remarks, we give a little, you know, introduction of, of who the trainers are and we talk about, um, I believe Larry played, um, he played, I think he played in college, I think, I think, don't quote me on that. Um, but obviously Chuck's background is clearly football professional, right? And so one of the kids, you know, a little bit of a little break, you know, was talking some smack. And so um, they did one iteration and the kid won, which was awesome. It was so great. And then um, I actually talked to Chuck about this this morning. So this is fun. he was like, make sure everyone knows that the second time we did it, he held on to me. <laughs> I saw it. I, saw, I think that was I the one you posted. I did. I got, I got both videos with the second one I posted. And um, yeah, it was, <laughs> he's like, he held on to me. So he's like, he wants everyone to know that. But Chuck is funny. 50, by the way. Yes. And, you know, still hanging on to his youth there. His beard's looking a little gray under that mask. I can't tell. We need, listen, that ma I told him, I was like, you can't wear that blue mask. You got to wear the black one because it was like looking awkward above his beard. He's got to cut that thing down a little bit. But uh, you, what you, I wish you would have seen was um, they did a 500 uh, meter time trial and Chuck did it with him. Them. He... <laughs> He went for it. It was really cool to see. He needed a moment, though, <laughs> before yeah. he could talk again. You gotta <laughs> it was be awesome. careful. It was so great. The, the, the hospitals are busy enough. We don't need to send Chuck there after a five. Oh my god! It was fantastic, but it was cool for him to to do it with with the squad. Yeah. So so speaking on that, tell me some of the ways that you guys were able to connect with such a different audience. You know, was it changing up the workouts like that because they needed like that almost ass kicking of a feeling to feel that, um, or, you know, and, so, and throughout the lectures, how else did you connect with them? Yeah. So, um, just with, with any lecture that we give and we're delivering the content, we try to make it relative to the audience. And I think that's, uh, uh, the key of a good public speaker you're trying to connect. So, um, personally, what I did was I tried to remember, um, things from like the CrossFit Kids course. Um, and I try to relay it to things that are in their life. So like in the programming lecture, when we talk about the elements that are in a class structure, um, I ask them what they do in their, their practices. Do they just show up and they start doing drills? What do you do first? And they're like, oh, well, we move around. Great. That's a warm up. Now, do you do specific stuff to football or just like general things where you're running around. Okay, cool. That's a general warm up. And then the specific stuff happens, you get, you get the idea and then whatever their workout is. And then what do you do at the end? Well, at the end we talk, Hey, that could be part of a cool down because you're bringing yourself down to homeostasis there. Um, so just trying to relate it to things that are relative in their life. This is a cool thing Chuck did in the nutrition lecture. So, um, one of the members, uh, of that gym at CrossFit downtown Atlanta, one of Mike's members there, he provided the meals every single day and, it's healthy food. So things that we are accustomed to eating, right? So there were potato chips in this thing, but it was made from like real potatoes. So shock, it was cool in the nutritional lecture, we talk about a, a sliding scale. So what is more optimal? What is less optimal? Hey, what do these potatoes taste like? Or potato chips doesn't taste like the ones that you get at home, the ones that are extra tasty, right? Sliding scale. So I thought it was good because we're just relating it back to the things that are 
happening for them. And that's really was, was the, the overall thing. Now, as far as like the breakout groups, stealing things from the CrossFit Kids Seminar, like doing everything with them, um, tons of visual cues for them is really important. But, you know, they've only had a handful of classes besides one of the other, um, one of the other, the one kid. And um, so just kind of pulling from resources from over the years of how to kind of navigate that population and demographic. So yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. It was, it was challenging, um, but, but really rewarding. Put yourself in those shoes, you know, Lindsay at 16 years old, 17 years old, what type of impact oh, do you think that would have had? Oh Lord. Could that have been like the, you know, the scared straight, like, you know, type of thing in your life? Could it have taken you, would it have made an impact? Like what would it have done not, for you? Not, not scared straight. That's, that's not the type of environment <laughs> that we're trying to create. Here's what, here's how I view it. Um, when I was that age and I was going through, you know, my little delinquency phase, um, there was structure that was provided for me at certain points. And that is when I thrived. When I had leadership and adults that cared about me and structure, all of those things combined, that is when I did well. And so I think that is, that is a big takeaway from, uh, for them for the weekend. Um, I was thinking about that actually yesterday. Um, and hopefully that provides like some, a safe environment for them to be able to thrive or learn about whatever they need to learn about. So the community aspect is, is huge. So yeah, I think that's the big takeaway there. That would have helped me. The leadership, having adults that I trust, um, yeah, structure. So, you know, a typical seminar you leave on a Sunday and obviously you had to, you drove home probably a few hours. You stopped at that restaurant that you like to frequent over there, I bet, on the way home. <laughs> um, but, you know, a given Sunday after a long level one, we're exhausted energy-wise, we're, we're, we're physically drained. How, was this different? No, it was, it was, um, it was the same. I, you know, drove in silence for a while. No, no radio, just the wind <laughs> on the outside of the car. Um, silence for a while. Um, and really just kind of reflecting, thinking back to like what something like, just like you, how you just asked, like how something like this would have potentially impacted my life. Um, it's kind of emotional, you know, um, really a beautiful thing. And, and the, the, uh, the gentleman who's kind of like heading up this program of the um, Atlanta Leadership Club, um, John, you can tell that he is just, his passion and his care um, really, you can just, you can feel it, right? Um, one of the kids who wasn't able to attend the seminar, um, he actually, um, he got shot, uh, not in anything, he was sitting in his house playing video games and this happened, so he wasn't able to uh, come to the seminar clearly he had just literally been he just got out of a coma and so they FaceTime I think his mom or something like that FaceTime and um, John you, visibly like emotional like to see him and you know all of the all the kids there were so excited to see him and say hi and um, you know so it was it was a, it was a little emotional you know and wonderful so yeah no different exhausted yeah, sometimes those smaller seminars, you feel like you're giving even more energy 
been the bigger ones. And I'm sure based on the circumstances here, you really gave it your all. So last question, yeah. last question would be, you know, now that you've been a part of this and more and more boxes are hopefully listening to this or already considering it and maybe want to do something like this just from a membership perspective, like give out some memberships or, you know, welcome some people in. What, what would be some pieces of advice you would have on that? Oh, man. Um, you know, you could, I, I think there's more demographic that, that, you know, affiliate can give to the community too. It doesn't always have to be like a youth program. It could be um, a women's or men's shelter or something like that. Um, I've always wanted to do some work with like, um, like battered women and women's shelters in that way. Cause we know like what this will do in between the ears. And I think that's an incredibly valuable, um, maybe one of the most important pieces to, to this program. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. I think you can offer those types of classes, you know, maybe it's like a handful, um, you know, maybe it's only two times a week or something like that, but maybe reach out to those types of, of places. Um, you know, the, the affiliates know the value. We know what happens inside of the gym. Um, and I think if you just reach out, I don't, I don't think it, I think it'd be very easy to to include those types of populations uh, in the gym and do some good in the, the community. Yeah. Other than that, we just do what we do, right? Care. That's what you got to do. And people already do that in affiliates. So yeah, that's really, just reach out. I think that's if, if people want to do that. I agree. Just get started, reach out to something. Mm -hmm. You probably have a member of your, of your box already that's connected somewhere, whether it's they work mm -hmm. somewhere, they know someone, They've been involved mm -hmm. in the past. So, you know, a lot of people were talking a month ago, two months ago about, you know, that CrossFit needs to do something. Well, the community as a whole needs to do mm -hmm. something and they need to be a part of it. All right. Mm -hmm. Actually, one more question before, before we wrap oh, okay. up here. You, you said you're leaving for Ferns. Let me ask you this before you go. We can revisit it when you come back. What's, what's, okay. one, thing, what's one thing you're really excited about going to CrossFit Ripe working with, you know, our mutual friend, working for him. Um, and then what's one thing you're really nervous about? Um, so there's two things that I'm really looking forward to. Number one um, is the community that they have built there. Okay. And that, that comes from leadership, as we know, leadership down. So what he's created there, I'm excited to be a part of. Um, number two, to be able to work with a team. So Cassie and Fern specifically, um, that I'm already a team with. So that camaraderie is just going to carry over into the work that we do there. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked on those things. Um, nervous. I mean, really, it doesn't have to do with, um, this is going to be so random. It doesn't have to, I'm not really nervous as far as, okay, okay, wait, no, no, no. let's go with the gym. We'll do that. Um, I was going to say Airbnb my mountain house, but <laughs> cause I've never Airbnb before or rented anything. To anybody, but um, you're gonna make some good money on that, by the way. Your house <laughs> out there is beautiful, it's, you know. You should be getting you. top dollar per night, I hope so. Um, because I'd like to keep it. Um, but uh, I think specifically, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm nervous, but I'm excited about it too. Is that I have an opportunity to grow, opportunity to grow, and I will, I think I will be pushed a little harder because I am around my peers that are on seminar staff. And, um, there's just, there's an opportunity for growth there. And it makes me a little nervous because they know, you know, I'm not going to be able to get away with anything. Like they're going to know like, Lindsay, what, what was that? What did you just do there? You know, like nothing gets past us. We're like, why, 
that progression was shit. Why did you do that? <laughs> or whatever the thing is, you know? Um, and so it's just going to make me, it's like a good nervous, you know, you're going to get pushed a little bit. You're going to be, there's going to be eyes that know what to look for. So I think that's, it's good. It's a good thing. So. And you've done it a couple of times, much like I have with moving. But for me, especially when I moved from New York to Florida, I was so excited to be a part of these new communities. It's almost like, yeah. you know, when you're in school and you are like going back for the next year, you know, you don't get that as an adult much anymore. Yeah. But especially yeah. when it's something you're so good at, like you're like, I'm excited to show these people my yeah. expertise and, and be a mm -hmm. part of a new community. I mean, I'm looking forward to it out here in Colorado again, once the world opens up, you know, you get that. You just, you are know, you actually going to leave your house or are you... I'm gonna try like not to. I love it. I mean, you like you were making fun of my hair before the show. But yeah, I mean, we have a new house out here. I have no reason to leave. So the garage. Yeah. I mean, I put an order with Rogue, but they're out of half of their equipment. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been doing workouts at the playground down the road. People think I'm crazy, but hey, they have a really sweet pillow bar. I'm excited. Uh, you know, when I, I went to go visit, I was there for about a week um, in Virginia Beach uh, to check things out. And I took classes, you know, while I was there. And it already feels like home to me, which is, is it's really, that's a cool feeling. So I'm, I'm really excited to be able to um, help the membership, help Fern further the business, further my own personal development. So I'm stoked on all those things. Yeah. Very cool. Well, for people wanting to learn more about you, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Linz, that's L-I-N-D-S, Marie, M-A-R-I-E-A. -A. My full name is Lindsay Marie Andrew, so Linz yes. Marie A. <laughs> I'm glad I already follow you because I would have had a hard time finding you based on that, but you're, I know. you're great. I should probably change it. <laughs> you, you have, and, and for some reason, I think I've told you this, you're in my phone as Andrews, so I don't know. I've you need to change, take there. the S off of, yeah, take the I, S off. <laughs> but, you know, follow Lindsay because A, she works, you work probably the most out of anyone I know on seminar staff. You're, you know, a female, so you get put on as a female there. You're in an area that needs, you know, coaches right now. And, and, and you're really good. So I, I, maybe I should have led with that. You're really good first. Thank you. Then you also happen to be a yeah. female. But um, so it's always, it's always okay. fun. Fern yelled at me. Because I was like, man, Lindsay's working this weekend with Dave. And he was like, you have FOMO. And I was like, I know I do. I like, and whenever I see you, I have FOMO because you're always working and it always looks like a lot of fun. But I appreciate you coming on. And I think we're going to wind up talking a lot more now yeah. that you're uh, with Fern. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. It's good to see you too. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself. Hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.